From Bocortzone, Florida, this is the 100th episode of Behind the Bima. On this episode, the rabbis are joined by Jewish music singer Eitan Katz. Eitan discusses how he writes Nagunin, shares his thoughts on the state of Jewish music, and explains how he stays inspired. Also, looking back on 100 episodes of Behind the Bima, how the show started, where it is now, and where it's going. What were the rabbis' favorite moments and guests? And what are the listeners' favorite moments and guests? All this and more, Behind the Beam. Good evening! It's Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Coming to you live from Goldberg, joined by my colleagues and dear friends, Rabbi Josh Brody, and so excited to welcome back tonight, Rabbi Phil Moskowitz. Amazing to be together again as we celebrate our 100th episode, and we are here to take you Behind the Bima. Behind the Bima. What an exciting night when we began this hilarious, fun venture. This little hobby, this little experiment who dreamt we would get to episode 100. What a ride it has been. What guests we've had, what conversations we've stimulated. Uh, It's been really, really amazing, and it is great to be together. We got the throwback overlay to when we first started Behind the Bima live on the air. And let us begin as we always do, with an attitude of gratitude. A big thank you to our sponsors tonight. I'm very grateful to my parents who have sponsored. I, you know, I, I'm, I love all the sheer I give and the articles I write and the accomplishments. I guess they're very proud of this because they wanted to sponsor the 100th episode of, of Behind the Bima. And I'll use the opportunity to give a shout out. Today is my parents' anniversary. Ah. So a big, big happy anniversary to my parents and uh, very grateful to the support, their love, their guidance and all that they've taught me and my family and for their uh, support for all that we do and for sponsoring tonight's episode. So thanks a million, Mom and Dad. A very happy anniversary, many more years in good health and happiness, hopefully with lots of nachas. So gentlemen, big milestone, 100th episode. What do you have to say? First of all, it's amazing. You know, your parents have so, so much nachas. You, you, you know, you, you have a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> right. My son, the DJ. I don't know. Do you ever think we'd get to this point when we started? We, we watched, and maybe we'll show it a little in a little bit, but we watched the first episode or excerpts from the first episode. First of all, it was cringeworthy. But did you ever think when we <laughs> sat there during COVID starting this little, you know, kibitzing between a couple of friends, did you ever think we'd get 100 episodes in that you'd get to interview Mariana Rivera and Bob Pratt mean? and all the people that we've been able COVID to COVID was going to be over in two weeks. So there was, there was only going to be two shows. Right. We were supposed to be shut down for a very short time. No, when, when we first started, you know, you remember the world pivoted to go online and we did too. And we really missed seeing people because you could give sheer, remember it was Zoom and you were giving Shearim, but there was no banter. There was no connection. There was no hug. There was no handshake. And, and we weren't filling people in on our lives and we weren't familiar with theirs. And we said, let's, let's figure out a way to connect. It's only two years later. And it's in some ways, already so hard to remember the heart of it or the beginning of it, what it was like, but we were so locked down, disconnected, afraid, and we craved connection. So we said, you know, wouldn't it be hilarious? <laughs> wouldn't it be hilarious if the three of us, three of us stream a zoom hangout, like the three of us just, people don't know that we actually, you know, we work hard, we play hard, we laugh hard, we learn hard. So wouldn't it be hilarious if we just stream or invite people to watch, participate, contribute to the three of us schmoozing. 
about how we're coming to decisions, the policies that we have, what's going on in our personal lives, how we're dealing with everything. And and we just started out and we didn't expect a lot of people. We thought if like five people anyone. listened in, we, we thought if five people listened in, we'd be happy. We're like, we're going to do it anyways. We're going to schmooze anyways. If five people want to listen in, great. I actually vividly remember that we said, you know, we enjoy each other's company. We'll have fun. If anyone is there, great. And if not, hey, we miss each other and we weren't physically getting together. So we'll have fun going online. And lo and behold, again, people were desperate. They were locked down. There was only so much other things keeping them busy watching or listening to. And like a live show, access, real-time reports. You remember we we had our little um, uh, breaking news, shame right. on you. We had a shame on you segment breaking news segments and and people loved it and it took off beyond anything we ever imagined or dreamt or wanted and then we had anyone remember our first guest oh uh, michael the goldsmith right michael oh. goldsmith yochevitz right. cousin michael goldsmith right who you know was in a coma for over a month right. suffering from really. covid miraculously emerged came home and we had we had him on and um and we interviewed him again, like on a whim. Hey, let's have him on. People are talking about him. There's articles about him. There's videos of him coming home. Let's have him on. And the next week, hey, is there someone else we should have on? And then that turned into the prime minister of Israel, the chief rabbi of Israel, Russia Yeshiva, Rebbeim, um, billionaire sport team owners, athletes, uh, you know, Facebook show, Sam. It was, you just look back on the hundred guests that we've had, the episodes that we had, who would have believed it? I used to tune in just to get that drink. Yeah, you guys were drinking these fancy things. I had to stick with a Budweiser or something. You know, it's just great to tune in every week. You you remember what we called it at first? Coffee, coffee talk. talk. We called it coffee talk. Now, yeah, but none of us we were call, drinking coffee. <laughs> none of us were drinking coffee, and for a live Zoom show that was on at nine p.m. At nine o'clock at night. Why in the world? So so we thought, and we got an amazing guest tonight. Vaitan Katz. Vaitan is just heart sick. He's all heart. This is the time of year, a great conversation. We can't wait. But we thought before we go there, let's take you back to that first episode as we celebrate oh. our 100th. And we got a lot in store for you tonight. Before the interview, after the interview, many people sent in what were their favorite episodes, favorite guests, favorite moments. We can read that. We're going to share that on air. But before we do that, let's go back to that first night. That first night, we were all scrambling with technology, learning it, figuring it out. How do you go on Zoom? How do you connect Zoom to other streaming programs how do you get it going we were just grateful to be a lot you remember every week i said you know what? how do you deal with your kids all around you right? i think in right. the opening you're like screaming at one of your kids don't forget like we were our kids were everywhere <laughs> like it, yeah. there was no escape i don't think i had wi-fi i think i was using my phone was i outside all, for the first one you, you might have been i might, might have, i don't been. even remember okay well fine. you know we we were we were drinking l'chaim each week and we gave that up maybe we'll talk about afterwards but we gave that why, up on the show we, well, we'll talk about why we gave that up. Um, and it's interesting. There's so many lessons that we've learned through feedback that we've had and interactions with with our audience. And that, that was one of them. I'm grateful for that learning opportunity. But you remember why we were drinking L'chaim? It was a time that people were reporting from all over those who were infected, um, tragic deaths. And we were just L'chaim, literally to life. We're grateful to be alive. Hey, let's hang out, the three of us. Let's schmooze and talk. We're just grateful to be alive. And that is how it all began and let's go back for, for one minute, the opening minute to that first night when it all started. Live. In three, two, one. Wait. Are we on? You didn't broadcast your Zoom yet. Wait, I know. Could you could you lean back? You make him nervous. <laughs> 901. <laughs> 
Okay. Now, how do I do it? We are oh, live. Welcome, everybody. Rabbi Brody, join us. I am coming in. I'm just sharing this on my Facebook right now. Okay, fantastic. So everyone can see we are live. We are live. Share fantastic. now. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to the first installment of Coffee Talk with the BRS boys, the BRS rabbis. I am Ephraim Goldberg. I have the privilege of being one of the rabbis of Boca Raton Synagogue. Tonight, we are joined by not only my colleagues, but by my dear friends. We have Brothers. Rabbi Philip Moskowitz yeah. in the blue shirt. Rabbi Philip Moskowitz hails from Boston, Massachusetts. He is an avid runner, a great Talmud Chacham, a wonderful friend. Rabbi Moskowitz, thanks for being with us. We also great have to be here. Thank you for having me. We also have tonight, as part of Coffee Talk, we have Rabbi Josh Brody, who hails from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Welcome, Rabbi Brody. Rabbi Brody is the Irish Rabbi Bookertown Synagogue and also has the distinction of being the poster child of the Jewish Federation of South Palm Beach County. He is right. the president of the Larry and Deborah Silver Center of Jewish Engagement. Rabbi Brody, it's great to have you. Thanks for being with us. That is, that is I think, more than enough of that. <laughs> but uh, but you remember you remember that opening minutes. Fast forward a hundred episodes, a couple years later, what what are you what are your observations? What are your thoughts on that opening minute of the opening episode? Well, I found a wardrobe. I <laughs> <laughs> got dressed. I got dressed. You did you did look a little bit like a like a homeless man. <laughs> I think I wore that same T-shirt for like four weeks. I still I think it was funny when you were yelling at your kids. You're making me nervous. <laughs> not yelling. <laughs> Rabbi Moskowitz. Not, you, not, sure. yelling. not yelling. I just said you're making me nervous. Step, I said, step back. You're making me nervous. You're making me nervous. It is so clear like, we had no idea how to operate any of the technology back then. I'm trying to share Rabbi it on Brody, Facebook. Can I just say, so you sounded like a 90-year-old. I'm trying to post it on my Facebook. <laughs> my Facebook? How old are you? I'm trying to put it on my Facebook. <laughs> I will say one thing I think we've been very successful at is using this as a platform of really what BRS represents, right? Now, there's the diversity of speakers, of guests that we've had on the show over the last 100 episodes, I think is really a beautiful reflection of everything BRS stands for. I mean, you think about the range of guests that we've had. Mm. That, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's everything we aspire to be as a shul, as a community, taking the best, and I think that's you know, we really kind of shared that with the international audience. Absolutely. In fact, Behind the Bima for our community, which is primarily how it started and, of course, is our focus, Behind the Bima was the greatest scholar-in-residence program in the world. In the world. You think about the the um, profile of the people that we've had on, and as you just said, diversity. We had Jews and non-Jews, religious, non-religious, men and women. We've had professionals. We've had rabbis. We've had athletes. We've had Amazing. farmers. Farmers. We've had scientists. We've had judges, multiple judges, multiple scientists, multiple sports owners, multiple, and that's an enormous range. And here's the incredible part. We didn't spend one penny. We have not paid one penny for one guest. We spend no money. Maybe that's obvious to some to, to produce, to produce and to promote. We've never promoted. We've never spent one penny, penny to promote behind the beam up. We haven't taken out one ad in one magazine. We haven't promoted it once online in any which way. On the we Facebook. Uh, yeah. We, we posted on Rabbi Brody's Facebook, the, the, the Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> he posted on his the Facebook. I will say that I do miss that beard. I don't even remember, but I had that beard. Right. I remember. I was like hunkered down, you know, Corona, that beard, and uh, I miss it. I miss it. But those were uh, fun times. So wh why did we give up the l'chaim? Hmm. 
I don't we know. Got we, feedback that we, it was, we, it was, we ran out. No, nah, we no. got feedback that it was it was triggering. It was it was uh, not an appropriate reflection of our values necessarily to spread drinking in that fashion with with our audience. And some people were saying that it was making them uncomfortable. That it was triggering them. And of course, we want everyone to feel comfortable. We want to send the right messages, and um, we never want to, God forbid send messages that aren't going to encourage that are going to encourage inappropriate behavior. Yeah, that was exactly right. And we had an interaction. One listener in particular reached out. I, I love the way he framed it. We stayed in touch for a little afterwards. He said, you're not doing anything wrong. If you can drink in moderation and you're having L'chaim and everyone's under enormous pressure and there's a lot to be grateful for. He said, you're not doing anything wrong. It's just, I'm telling you that for me, this was a person who's in the program in recovery. He said, for me, three rabbis starting a show with a bottle and a glass and a L'chaim that's not a healthy thing for me. So you're not doing anything wrong, but if you want it to be available to me, hey, think, is that really important? Is that really a necessary part of the show? And again, it's an example where we learned something. You know, we thought it was kind of nice. L'chaim to life, everybody. Let's make a l'chaim each week right. to the bracha that we want to count the blessings. And we learned. We've, we've had fascinating listener interactions through the couple of years and the 100 episodes, including... What? Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, what are some other lessons that you've learned? You, keep, you, you reference that as one of them. Based on listener feedback, what are some other lessons hmm. you've learned over the last hundred? The three, of, the three of us had a meeting. If you recall, somebody brought lunch to Shul, and we sat and met with mm -hmm. her. And she shared ah, that sorry. she's not Orthodox part of our community. And do we want a non-Orthodox audience? Her kids at college who laughed, had fun, wanted to hear some of our guests. But are we making it accessible? We're translating our terms. Is it Orthodox centric? which also challenged us. And, and we decided, you know, different episodes will have different focuses, you know, and, and tonight, for example, Eitan Katz and some of that conversation, the terminology, not all of it will be familiar. Obviously, most of it will. Um, but that was a very interesting and, a, and it challenged it. We love to be challenged. We love to learn. We, we have a lot to learn. We have a lot to learn. And, and as long as it is uh, presented in a constructive fashion, we're eager to receive that criticism and learn from it. Definitely other examples, too. It's amazing. I mean, speaking about learning, I learned a lot. It's not an understatement. And I think you might agree that this show kind of changed my life, like in many ways. Like if you think if, it's funny where one thing starts and then it ends up, but maybe you could trace it even back to the show. So tell that story. It was live on the air. Live and Ellie Stefanski challenged you to sign up for uh, what's his what's his stuff called? MDY. MDY. We're doing the MDY, MDY Nation. Sign up for MDY. And you did. Remember, he was watching I you did. sign up. I did. Live. did live he, on air. Yeah, he was and watching you sign up. And then you haven't missed a doff since then, right? Right. And today we just learned all about Rebbe Akiva and his 12,000 and 24,000 students. And, uh, and he's got many students, and I'm proud to be one of them. So it had a big impact. That's great. Yeah. And it, I, I, everything I'm saying, it's it's learning and davening, and it's, it's really been. Uh, been an exciting ride it has been hope, we're gonna, we're gonna bring end. on uh we're gonna bring on Eitan Katz in, in a moment but we should take as we reflect back on 100 episodes offer a huge thank you Matthew Miller who uh manages our, our content slices and dices and posts the actual finished product huge thank you to my brother-in-law Benjamin Michelle who records the intro and uh it's already out of the box as a fact checker and helps us out uh, as well and uh, we have an expanded team, Stephen Plotzker and uh, Tully Herman, others who've, who've helped us through these couple of years with ideas of guests and some questions to ask them and volunteers, people who've really just out of their heart helped us and our audience and listeners. I, I don't think people appreciate how much it means. We, we've shared this many times. When you get that email with that feedback, it means something. 
when you know there's actually someone on the other end who's listening or it had an impact or it changed them, it, it means something. And so in addition to the constructive criticism that we learned, we thank people for the supportive comments as well. I wonder if the other people that are volunteering as part of this, you know, behind the scenes committee are in it because they really believe like I do that one day this is going to make millions of dollars. And then we're all going to like, we got in early. Let me, let me, let me, break, let me break it to you. Rabbi Brody. You are the only, you are the only person the on, only the planet, that that. on the planet who believes that, you know, quickly before we bring him on, you have a favorite episode, Rabbi Moskowitz favorite episode. Uh, there were so many. Um, I think our moms has to be up there. I think for sure that was a great episode. Obviously the one with our wives, the marathon episode where I think I was black and blue from getting kicked under the table because it was like one in the morning and my wife had to get to work soon. Still going. Um, that was fun. Anytime I brought on one, you know, Moshe came on a few times. That's always been a highlight for me before his bar mitzvah when he got to interact right. with the old gold. That was great. Um, for me, I, the Bob Craft interview was great. Um, I think more people started learning Pirkei Avos after Bob Kraft started, you know, reciting it verbatim on sure. our show. So that was uh, that was pretty cool as well. Hmm. Rabbi Brody, anything jump out to you? For me, it was absolutely the Sandman. That was my favorite because I got to see you so yeah. excited. <laughs> to me, that was just the great. And I got to put a little Metallica in with your Sandman, so it just worked out for me as well. But it was it was a very exciting moment to see how excited you were. That was just. I think that may have been the most nervous I've ever seen you. Before that yeah. interview, <laughs> Mariana Rivera. I think, I think you were at your in-law's house, like in your in your wife's childhood bedroom. I was in my sister-in-law's <laughs> bedroom. Real throwback. You talk about you know throwback to that wallpaper. And, you were uh, legit nervous. You were really nervous. Right. I was. There's no question. I actually had this image that like we were going to be best friends after that interview. Stay in touch a lot. Right. Play golf, and that has not panned out the way I was hoping. But that was a that was a great conversation. And by the way, should acknowledge. I'm not going to say by name. But countless of the prominent guests we've had is because someone we know went out on a limb to make that introduction and to make it happen. So we're also grateful to those people and, and those people who don't know it yet but are going to make an introduction to get some people on. We're grateful to them, too. It's been, a, it's been an amazing ride. And, um, you know, my, my favorite episode is the next one because almost every episode we think the best one's behind us. Like it, it the conversation won't be that great. How, how could it be good? How could it be fun? And. We just keep meeting people and we keep learning from people, interacting with people. But there definitely are, are a bunch of highlights. I'll tell you, some of the best episodes were the people who had the least, call it notoriety. Right. Yeah. Al Alana Twig, who was the farmer, who talked about Shemitah. And, and Michael Goldsmith, who came back from Corona. And, and you know, when Ellie Beer in the middle of the night from Israel, also coming back from Corona, Sivan Rahav Meir. Those early days, Judge Ruchi Fryer, those early days before we knew that we really had an audience and anyone was listening, but there were people who went on a limb and came on and had conversations. And we don't, we don't, I'll go behind the beam on the behind the beam. We don't send questions out in advance. We, we don't tell people this is what we're going to ask. We want it to be spontaneous, comfortable, casual, and we're winning if our audience is eavesdropping in on a great conversation. Who remembers? Who remembers? Which guest told us that the goal of Behind the Bima should be the guest, for the guest to say something that they've only said on Behind the Bima and nowhere else in no other interview? Nachum Siegel. Nachum Siegel. Nachum Siegel. That was a great interview, by the way. It was Nachum Siegel. Bring him back in a heartbeat. Nachum Siegel is so the king. He's the legend. He's the He's icon. The yeah. Jewish radio, Jewish podcasting. It was it's great so when we knowledge. had him on. Yeah, the history of music. You remember when we had on uh, we had on our buddy Srili Besser, 
And we woke up the next day to find out that the JTA and every Jewish newspaper had a story on something he said on Behind the Bima, linking to Behind the Bima. So we've had that a couple of times. A guest said something on Behind the Bima and it was newsworthy. That was right. that was Nachum Siegel's advice. Get someone to say something that they're oh, not Chab- saying elsewhere. Chabad. Like on location. Yeah, and on location. Both of those. Right. It's when funny. We, I, we, took my kids, I took my kids. I took my right? I took my kids to the OL, I guess like a month or two ago. And uh one of my children looks at me and says, we, we can make a video now. <laughs> we, we, like we're at the OL. It. You got to record a video. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We've got a, a lot of listeners sent in. I'm just going to read a couple of them and then we'll, we'll go right to the interview. Cause I know a lot of people are as excited as we are to, to talk to Eitan Katz. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Ricky Madoff wrote, my favorite episode was Judge Ruchi Fryer. What an inspiration. I must say, I don't remember one episode that was not inspiring. Yashikoch, a gebenched gesint yor. Uh, my friend Carl Markowitz, my friend David's dad. Difference between Ernie Grunfeld and I are two. One, I was born in Sigurd, Romania when I was 16. I arrived here. Ernie was eight. He's more athletic than I am. What an amazing story. Ellie Lassen. So many great BTB guests. They're some of the most memorable for me. Rabbi Benja, remember Rabbi Benja Levine, the great revised oh, his grandson? Great a solid life story. Great stories about his grandfather. Moshe Weinberger's greatness is in part not afraid to be vulnerable. Mariana Rivera showed his genuineness and spirituality. Richie Torres. A Gentile, such a passionate supporter of Israel. Rabbi Machlis, emotional fortitude, selfless, like Moses Orchem. Rabbi Aaron Cutler, we're post, we are post-COVID over a year before it was waning everywhere else other than Lakewood. And we've got a lot more who've sent in. We're going to read more of them after the interview. It was really exciting for me, a trip down memory lane, to read what people sent in were their favorite moments. Their favorite moments. Do you remember, Rabbi Moskowitz, how Rabbi Brody's wardrobe changed for every episode? Do you remember he that had, when we had, Aaron, had that jacket, hat, hat and jacket for Aaron, Aaron Cutler. Cutler? He had a hat and jacket. Then he had the Israeli uh, flag for a little while in the background. Israeli flag, well, depending on the guest, his, right? Black, right? No, yeah. depending on the guest, right. he had a right. different. I had the books, there. certain books in the background. Right. Rabbi right, no, no. Rabbi Brody is a chameleon, and and uh, now I've got uh, what do you call these shirts? That that I, I got them too short. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> well, now let me ask you a question, Rabbi Goldberg. I know you, we want to get to the interview with uh, with Aton Katz. If, if you could go back. And, you, and there's one guest over the last, let's say, 100 years that's no longer alive that you could bring back and interview. Who would that guest be? Hmm. And why? I would love to interview the Piazetzna Rebbe. I'd love to talk to him. Not for the reason maybe people think how he died, al Kiddush Hashem, was the rabbi in the Warsaw Ghetto, gave sermons in the most difficult circumstance. But his writings before the war when he really so prophetically was looking at young people and anticipating some of the challenges were brilliant. And the other, I would say, both of these may be cliche to people, but I mean it, Rav Meir Shapiro. I'm blown away every time you study Rav Meir Shapiro. Rav Meir Shapiro was a Rosh Hashiva, the founder of Yeshiva Chachmei Lublin, a Rav in Lublin. He was an Abbas. He was a member of the Polish parliament. That's like being a rabbi who's a rabbi of a shul, large congregation, a Rosh Hashiva, and a member of Congress. Like, and and more, I don't, and founded the Dafyomi, and I, I just don't know how he got it all done. And I'd love to meet, I'd love to meet some of those people. You have someone in mind? I mean, I for me it would be the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Um, just the I I can't think of anyone who's had as much of an impact on modern day Judaism than the Lubavitcher Rebbe, really in all four corners of the earth. And I'd be so fascinated to have a conversation now about is this what he envisioned? Where does he see the future going? how we can love every Jew, those types of conversations. I want to be honest with you, Rabbi Moskowitz. I don't want to bring Eitan on because I don't don't want to stop talking to you. This is such a treat. 
This is such a treat that you're back with us and that we're having this conversation. And it's been many episodes since we were able to just talk like this and dream and ask and challenge. And uh, I don't want to bring him on because I don't, I don't want you mm. know to to stop this conversation with you. But this is really, really special and a really special way to celebrate the 100th. And we can't wait for the 200th and the 300th to be with you and having this conversation. So I'm just interrupted to tell you wow. this is so special. But Rabbi Brody, last 100 years, who, who are you bringing on? I'll bring back Rabbi Moskowitz. You bring him back. He's yeah. back. He's here. <laughs> He's back. He's here. Doesn't work. Same, right? I can't yeah. do that again. Now, first of all, you know who I really miss right now because I'm actually we're putting a program together. I'm using some some clips. Is Rabbi Sachs? You know what a loss that is, and uh, big loss, big loss to the community. We had a bonus. We had a bonus interview with Rabbi Sachs, an interview that we did, which is its own story that that recorded a conversation with him long before behind the beam, long before Corona. He was in the community. And before he went on to speak, hey, he said, could you give us 15 minutes? Just want to have a conversation. And that that conversation stood hidden in my phone for years. And only when he mm. passed, I was like, this got to be shared with the world. What a privilege that was. It was really, really, it was really amazing. So Rabbi, we know Rabbi Moscow, it's not easy. You got a lot going on and it's not easy. But thank you for being on tonight and celebrating. It makes this milestone so much more meaningful for us as we look back. But, you know, as Jews, we don't just look back. We, we look forward. We always look at every Siam. You end and you start the next Masechta. You finish davening, you sing Adon Olam. At least we used to. We're going to again. We're going to again. We're bringing it back, Adon Olam. Bringing it back. But you, Adon Olam at the end, because that's also how you start again. So tonight we're looking back, but we're also we're also looking forward. And we can't wait for the next episodes. Rabbi Moskowitz, we can't wait till you're back permanently, consistently. And everyone in good health and celebrating that. And, and we can't wait. But thanks for, thanks for being with us tonight. Amazing. Great to be with you guys. All right. Without any further ado, extraordinary songwriter and Rebbe and teacher and performer and every, the great Eitan Katz. What a privilege it is to be welcomed by our friend, Rev Eitan Katz. Rev Eitan, it's uh, such a schuss, what a privilege for us to celebrate our 100th episode together with you. Such a heartsick of friend. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for letting us go behind the beamer with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I know I, I always, I, I was, I, I, I thought to myself when I got the text message that Nowadays, you really don't make it unless you've been on the Behind the Beam of Podcast. So, like, now I officially can say that I made it, you know? I made it. Oh, oh. More than made it. You're the 100th episode guest. This is it. It's very exciting. So, first of all, on behalf of Claudius, on behalf of everybody, I want to thank you because your, your music just stirs our souls and your voice and your singing and your heart, it just, it moves us. When, when I'm sitting and working on writing a drusha, when I'm driving back from a, a Levaya, a hospital visit, happy thing, bad, sad. It just, you know, we, we turn on some Maytan cats and it, and it moves us. And I'll, I'll give two quick examples. One is several years ago, and I hesitate to even use this word this time of year, but there was a hurricane that hit South Florida. And it uh, afterwards, thank God, our community to the most part was spared. In fact, ironically, many people from the community fled the community, went up to Atlanta the hurricane hit Atlanta, they lost power and we were okay. But there were parts of South Florida that were affected. And, and the way that we came out of that tumultuous time was an Eitan Katz concert. And it was, a, it was a special night. Very grateful to the Kiefer's. They sponsored it in memory of Ben Grossman, who, who, was, who had lived here previously. Tragic story of a young man who passed away at a, at a young age. And uh, it, was a, it was an amazing evening. We danced and you just, you just brought out all that raw emotion and that feeling and it had such an impact. We, we invited anyone in South Florida who lost power affected by the hurricane 
come dance, get free pizza. You were the one who lifted our spirits and, and you were the one who transformed us and brought us back. It was, it was amazing. And fast forward, I want to tell you about last night. I was at a CM of a guy in our community. Morty Goldenberg deserves to be recognized. He made a CM on, on Seder Moed Yerushalmi. A couple of years, three years ago, he made a CM on Shaz Bavli, Seder Moed Yerushalmi. This is a so-called balabas, orthodontist in the community, great young guy. He spoke in the same, I don't want to embarrass him, but he, you know, he spoke about his wife, amazing family, he spoke about the community, and, and he had composure. And then he spoke about Torah, his relationship to Torah, and he spoke about feeling privileged to be a, a member of the base Medrash and loving Torah, living Torah, learning Torah. And he started to cry. And he said, Hevra, before I read the Hadron, could you indulge me? Could you do me a favor? And he started Baruch Hu Elokeinu. I'll send you the video, but the whole room was singing and stood up and danced. And before he actually completed the Siyam, everybody with tears in their eyes and just moving their feet, Baruch Hu Elokeinu, that, that tune, that tune. So I guess the first question I want to ask you is, when you compose that, Lamancha Baruch Elokeinu, do you know it when you compose it? Does it hit you the way it hits us? Are you aware, like, this is one for the ages? This is one that, like, Hashem through me just brought to the world something that's going to have a huge impact? Um, you know, the, the answer to that has just changed over the years. Like, Lamancha and Baruch Hu were composed... I mean, Lamancha was composed almost almost 20 years ago, basically. 2005. It came out 2005, but but I composed it, I think, in uh, 03, I think something like that. And um, and Baruch Hu came out 2007 or eight, something like that. And the reason why I say that is because the 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 Jewish music world didn't didn't really explode as much as it has exploded now in social media bechlal. and and I, I it's hard for me to say this but I have to be honest like like as much as I stride as much as much as I try to stay truthful you know and honest with the music and pneumistic and not pneumistic but more, more like pneumistic and it's it's I look back at those times there, there was never an agenda like there was never like 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 composing a nigan wasn't a way to post online something good 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 stuff or good content and and lamancha i, I mean i i i got a geschmack at a sing my roommate get into it that was like the extent of of my of of of, of my thoughts of like it being big I and mean, whatever i didn't you know and the, and the more people you know start singing it it's still even then it didn't like didn't it didn't hit me you know and, and, until much later and, and Baruch Hu also Baruch Hu was this was this really I, I don't know if you know the story behind the nigan I, I, I wrote it in, in in the booklet I mean it was basically I I, I came encountered with uh with uh with 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 a yid who was crying over over his children not being able to be part of the of the, of the Jewish community of the yeshiva education and, and 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 it was really moving to me and that's that's when I wrote you know that nigan to just kind of awaken in myself the, the to not take it for granted how lucky I am to have what I have and the, so those th those times are like so so meaningful because because it, it was before like. You know, even even um, 
like when I when I composed Kikarov, I was sitting in, in in Detroit at someone's house with like 30, 40 people, and and I composed it. I, I, I well, I, I'm not gonna lie to you and tell you I didn't think that this would be like 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 nice, but I try to I try to always keep it, you know like grounded and 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 i'm not you know i'm human like you know the, the good things that come out you know i'm kind of like as much as i try to stay off of you know i, I don't do my own social media i have my, someone else do it for me i can't get too much involved in it it's just too, too distracting but um it's good for me to look back at those days and see like taka you know those the, 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 there was some nigunim that i composed back then that had no agenda like besides like i mean the basic agenda of like trying to you know you know, build a profession and build a career and build what I'm doing, but but it's 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 nice to see. I mean, you know, Lamancha didn't really get get out there until I did the first concert of, of Live in Jerusalem in Eretz Israel, which was I don't know 2013, something like that. It's slowly, slowly, but then people like the live recording of it and the speaking that I did in between, which was all see, I had no idea what I was going to say. I just you know, I was just like I just shared from my heart. But 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 nowadays at the speed of everything, it's like so fast and so like there's no time, there's no patience, there's no uh, you know it's hard, but it's good to, uh, it's good to remember you know what it was like, and not just for the sake of the good old days, but try to you know do that right now. If it was MS, it's MS now. It's not just MS back then too. So you know, I guess that's the. It's it's such an interesting insight, longing for that time. I mean, the truth is that we can extrapolate or, or you can broaden that for all of us. And then certainly in Rabbanus also and the Shiram we post yeah. online or articles, right? There was a time that that there wasn't that it's not an ulterior motive or it's not a parallel agenda, but this the world has been influenced and shaped by by those pressures or like you say, the speed. And it's such an yeah. interesting nostalgia, nostalgia for that time. But these songs of yours and songs of others as well. Um, I can tell you as, as a listener, as a consumer, um, and I think I speak for, for so many of us, once we hear certain songs, it's hard to believe we lived in a world that didn't have those songs. It's it's hard to believe that we didn't weren't able to be moved by that. And that that's a special song. That's a song that's that's made it. When when you when you sing those songs, be it at a concert or a kumzitz, we'll talk a lot, you know, whether you're with Rav Weinberger or you're at a concert live in Yushalayim or you're even, you're, you're davening from the Omar on, on Yom Narayim, are you focused on the music, maintaining the melody, staying on key, or are you lost in the meaning of the words? And I'm sure it's not one or the other always. I'm sure it fluctuates, but give us a little behind the bima on, you know, when you're up there, are you are you thinking about Baruch HaLekeinu and Lamancha, or as a musician and, and somebody who's, who's, you know, emistic and deep, but also performing, need to make sure that you're getting it across correctly? No, I'm in Dvekas from the morning to the night. So I, I, I don't stop. <laughs> um, the, 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 the answer, I'll tell you, a couple of weeks ago, I was in, I was in a, I did a concert, I'm like, you know, in, in a, we'll call it like a, a high scale vacation resort that they had me come for Shabbos and I did a concert Matzi Shabbos. And I did a, I did a full concert and there's a Hasidah Shiyid there. And he came over to me, and <laughs> he looked at me. And remember, he like he like looked in my eyes, and he he asked me like with with a certain with sincerity and honesty. He said, "Tell me, are you really thinking about Hashem?" Hmm. He said that to me, and I was like, 
Wow. First of all, I'm so happy that you're asking that question because you, know, you wouldn't ask it unless you, 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 you suspected, you know? And he said, yeah, I mean, like, I see you're up there. You're closing your eyes. It seems like you're into it. But, like, are you really thinking about Hashem? And I said to him, to be honest, I'm not, you know, you asked, so I'm going to answer you. And the answer is yes, you know. I, I've, I've been really, I've been blessed with a certain amount. And I'm saying this with, you know, humility. I, I really mean this, like, Myself as a musician, I'm not this like a virtuoso guitar player or like genius musician. And I say that because I've met them and I'm not them. But I have been given an ability to have music flow in a professional way and surround myself with band members and musicians and friends who are doing the same exact thing. And very rarely do I get caught up in the music because not because I don't care because I really do believe that no matter like like for me personally like you know as good as a nigga can be if it's not going to be professionally given to you in a way that 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 uh, is soothing you know those you know the lack of professionalism will be a distraction to what I'm really trying to happen you know to make happen so once I'm there and I brought Hashem, like for, for years already, thank God, I've had the ability to just, whether it's a chasana, whether it's a concert, whether it's whatever it might be, I'm very, I'm, I'm thinking very, very little about the flow of the music. And and again, that's not coming from a lack of, you know, professionalism or care, but Baruch Hashem, like it's, it's, it's really worked out for me that I'm able to do that. And, I, you know, like, I'm sure you know the story, and I've heard it a bunch of times. You, you know, you know how you know a mice is true if you heard it about different rabbim, different gedolim, and different situations where the punchline is the same. Like at least you know the the mice that happened, and right? you just don't know the details. There's a, there's a, there's a famous mice with the with the with the, with the Saint Merav who was at a chasana. This is the way I heard it. I'm sure everyone heard it differently, but and the Batchan was supposed to do his thing, and 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 the Saint Merav came up to the Batchan and said to him like. Just because I'm here, don't be mishana anything from what you're doing. You have to, you have a job, you go and do it. And part of his his batchanas, his skit was to slightly imitate the way the satmar of Daven, you know, with shuffling, moving, whatever it is. And he did it. And out of the corner of his eye, he sees he sees the satmar of crying on the side. He's like, oh my gosh, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? So he went up to him and he was begging for mechile. He's like, the satmar said, no, you didn't do anything wrong. You're you're great. So, so why why was the why was the rabbi crying? I'm telling you, I get the chills and I get knots in my stomach. I've told the story over like a thousand times, and like still, he said to him, "When I saw you imitating the Satmarav, I realized that sometimes I also imitate the Satmarav." Mm. And that was like when I heard that story. I mean, it messed me up for a very long time mm. because my awareness became so much greater of like when I'm singing by Chopa, am I, am, is the emotion tonight's emotion or is it last night's emotion? You know, like at the end of the day, over the years, I've had to learn how to be presentable and how to put on a performance and how to be, and, and, and I, I made like a cav, I made like a, like a, a place for myself that like, if you're looking for the answer to that question, is it tonight or last night, you're going to go crazy. But the least you can do is always be asking the question. You know, forget the answer. 
ask the question, to, just to keep yourself in check. You can get very lost with all the shkayachs and all the, oh my gosh, and this, and all the beautiful, and I really mean this, I'm so grateful for all the hashpa that I've been able to have on, on, on different parts of Israel and, and everything. But, but to, to always like just be in check, you know, to always be in check. And for the most part, I, I, I don't think the Nigunim would be Matzliach if I wasn't doing that. And, and, and you, you know, Jewish music has gone through a tremendous amount of, I don't know, changes, like just, just like it's, it's been, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. And I've always, I just tried to stay focused on, on, you know, again, I'm, I'm not a tzaddik, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near what I want to be, but like, I, I, I try to keep on the sensitivity of, at the very least, like, don't fake don't fake spirituality. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't, don't fake geschmack. Like, it'll be so much more geschmack if you're honest about the fact that it's not geschmack than to fake. Because then, because then it, you might fool them, but, 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 but you, you can never fool yourself. You know, and that, and then your, then your davening gets like weird, and, and, and your relationships get weird, and, and the whole, the whole tsura of, of everything. I don't know if that's the right word. It gets weird, but. But it's 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 just a good it's a good place it's a good question and and I I, I try very much to hold myself to, to a standard you know yeah person you could lose your authenticity if you're just performing like you said imitating yourself so yeah. can you tell us how do you you know Baruch Hashem you do so many simchas and you have so many events um, how do you get geared up for each of them to be present to be mindful to make each night its own uh, event. There have to be times that you're leaving your family, or your voice is a little sore, or you're exhausted having put your all into everything you do. But you understand that for that Hassan and Kala, that's the Mir Tashem. They're one Simcha. That's it. And they want Eitan Katz. And, and they, they want the heart of Eitan Katz, not just the voice and the, and the guitar playing. So what do you do to get, is there a little pep talk? Is there something you listen to before you go out? Is there a safer you read? Do you give yourself a little, how, how do you get geared up for it? And does the audience have a piece of that? Do they, do they do they give you a little bit of that energy when you're when you get up on stage? The audience. Uh, I'll just answer that question quickly. The, the, the audience definitely plays a role, but it, it, it's it can't stop. It can't start and end there uh -huh. because it can get, that can get very tiring. You know, like like it's it, not not tiring, but it can get very because um, again, you're seeing so many people, you're seeing the crowd. There's no individual interaction so much so it can get very you know i guess meaning my 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 sensitivity could be a little bit more stale to, to, to that but 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 you're right rabbi like i mean leon hara like it's it's been it's been so busy and i've been on you know very little sleep which is the worst thing for a singer um and traveling a lot and and I, again, I, I'll give you the answer that might sound corny, but it's I, I, I'm 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 being truthful over here. Like I've created like standards for myself that like what I know works for me and what I've seen works for people. I came up 99% of the time seeing only nigun. You know whether it's by the chuppah. The chuppah gets a little bit you know different because people want different things and everything. But by dancing, I never get sick of singing nigun. I get sick of singing songs, but I get I don't get sick of singing nigunim. There's certain 
there's certain the, the spiritual potency of of like nigunim that were written by you know Anshay Emes and 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 the nigunim that that, that were sung in, in with with kedusha and 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 people often think that oh Eitan Kat he's a Kunzitz guy and like and he just does that with the fire and the guitar and everything. Mamish, like I would say, like eighty percent of my work is dancing up a storm with 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 Yiddish dancing with 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 with, with, with like a shemaka ruchnius, and and it all comes from the power of Nagunim. Now again, yes, the traveling gets hard. I leave my family, you know. Some people work nine to five. I do the same, just nine p.m. to five a.m. It's just you know, it's, it's, it's so I, I don't I don't work harder than anybody else. Just my my my, my nisianos and and thank God for my wife. She's the anchor of the home and she's the she's everything is hers there's no question about it it, 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 it would be you know it, it's that's the absolute ms and you know those things get hard the, the you know i spent so much time in my office doing contracts and and, and meetings and all that stuff and i'm Hashem, i'm so happy i'm so happy to be able to do it but you know how can you get sick of uh, again if you're singing songs if you're just singing what came out last week and then you're singing pop music and you're singing all that stuff then yes it gets boring because what's the next you know but like you know i'm singing you know and i do it every single night and i must have played like maybe a hundred weddings this year already like i i, I don't I, I put it in there not because it's oh it's part of my set list and the band knows it. It's it, it, it's, it creates a, a gishmak in me and I don't get tired. I, eternity, I don't get, I, eternity doesn't get old when you touch when you tap into eternity. It doesn't true. get old. It's true. That's true. That that, that that's the MS, You know that's that's uh, so. I really um. But again, it, it, it but it has to be it, it has to be coming from that. You know we're all human and we all slow down and we are we're not machines. So everybody has to find what works for them to be able to do it authentically. And, and you're right, you know, like I'm at, I mean, my kids are still young and, you know, Rabbi, you, you, you've already married off, right? Uh, uh, kids and everything, but my kids, you know, are still young, but like my daughter, she's she just turned 11 and she, she speaks about her wedding. And I, I, I don't think there's a wedding that goes by when the, when, when the father gives a bracha to, to, to his daughter or the kala that I don't get like teary eyed thinking about like my own children. And and like like there was a chuppah recently that I played that I was singing, and and like you know I close my eyes when I'm singing and I try to connect, but I open my eyes and I saw the mother like crying as she was walking her, her daughter down to the chuppah, and I was like, I can't look. It's like I have to sing. Like it's it's, it's too much for me. And and you know to be to be to to always you know we should never we should never become stale. You know to those to those special things and and uh yeah but that's that's the way i keep it fresh to, to sing to sing nigunim and and i'm telling you rabbi and you've seen this people might think they know what they want but but sometimes i'm sure you you know both of you had to give your congregants what you know they need rather than what they say they need you know and of course, it's an art to be able to do that without making them feel like you're ignoring them and stuff like that. But when when I, I can be made right now an edus emes, when I'm up there 
And again, the music is professional, the sound company is the highest level, the engineer is the best, the, the charts, the everything is, that, 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 that's for sure. When you play Nigunim for Yidin, their neshama is dancing on the dance floor. And you see it in the way they dance, you see it in the way they close their eyes. They don't have an opportunity to become wild and, and, and silly. Not because like you're forcing them, but because suddenly like that urge to wanna just like have a party flies out the window. And, and there's like such a, a beautiful energy on the floor. And when I see that, when I see that what I'm providing, when I was having the Shemaya, what I'm, what, what I'm doing with my co-host, I'm, bringing, I'm not just providing a service, you know, yeah, wedding needs music, check, you know. Like, we're Yidin, you know. Everything about us is different. Like, like everything from A to Z, like everything. And the dancing by the chasana is not just the... And by Kums, it's also, you could play this music, that, whatever it is, but the ikkar is to be, you know, to, to, to open your eyes and to see what's happening. And, and, and you know, it's a, it's a big bracha to be able to, but that's how I stay afloat. If I didn't have that, I would have been burnt out a long, a long that's time. A, that, that's what makes you beloved is your heart, Rabbi Brody. Yeah, first of all, I want to thank you on your website. You you publish all of the sheet music. So for us aspiring <laughs> musicians, you know, it's very hard sometimes to figure out what the songs are and you've got them all listed and uh, yeah. it's, it's definitely very helpful. So I appreciate that. I'm wondering, you know, when you listen back to, let's say, a song like La Mancha from almost 20 years ago, do you go back and you say, you know, I could have recorded it differently or now that we have all this technology, I wish it sounded a little bit like this. Sometimes you listen on all the live recordings and there's such an energy there. I don't know, like, do you like the recording when it's live? Do you like it better when it's in the studio? Wh wh where, do you, where do you see this? Listen, my kids, my kids always like laugh when we're listening to one of my albums in the car, like every 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, I can't believe that. I can't do this. You know, that, this that's that. Like, I was stopping already. You, you, you know, just like, but that's, 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 that's marriage guys. You know, like, like, like I'm, I'm proud beyond proud with, with tremendous chesed from Akadosh Baruch for allowing me to do what I do, but I'm so, I take a lot of pride in, the work that I've put forward and and I don't spend too much time you know doing that because it's it's fun for me but you know Lianhara most of the music has been you know accepted as 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 good by people and and you know no one ever came came out to the comment of right you know the A minor should really have been a should have been there the, do you enjoy do you enjoy the live recording better than the than the studio version <clears throat> It's not a it, it, it's not a question of do I enjoy it more. It's more it's it's like it's a different product. That it's a different product that like the the nature of it is that it's like it just overtakes you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's it's not like you know I love being in the studio. I love being creative. You know people, you know. I don't know if they know, they, they know this about me, but don't know this about me. But but I'm 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 also a musician. You know what I'm saying? Like at, at heart, and and I take a lot of I I I I I I, I get a tremendous amount of satisfaction out of starting a song from scratch and building it, and then having the musicians come in and play it. And you know, like you think back to the 
moment you wrote a certain niggin and then fast forward to the time where it's actually a polished piece of work that you can listen to with instruments and with uh, everything it's it's uh it's really it's it's like it's, you ever you ever worried you're gonna lose it you ever have a thought of a niggin and then you wake up the next day or it's two hours later because you were in the car and and you go oh, i can't i can't recapture it. i can't get it back i, I knew there was something I could probably record more albums of songs that I forgot than albums and songs of, that, that I remember. But, you know, listen, Shabbos Inyantiv is sometimes torture for the family because if I come up with a niggin, I make everybody sing it the whole Shabbos and uh-huh. I have reminders. And then and then I try to think of like, okay, what song does this sound like? <laughs> like and then, which usually is like a deterrent, like, oh, it sounds like this can't do it. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in any of that. You know, a niggin is a niggin, even if it's like note for note, you know, sounds something else, you know. Um, uh, Let me ask you, Avetan, you haven't, well, first of all, you're letting us go literally behind the beam. You're in your studio. It's where the magic yeah. happens. But interesting, yeah. in your studio, you've got those sound boards on the wall. You've obviously got your, your instruments. You also have a Peloton. So I want to ask you the following. I'm not. I'm not asking you for your like your your Peloton name or you know what track you or what your greatest record is, personal record is, or anything like that. I want to ask you a different question. I, I think it's very underrated, underappreciated how what how much a musician needs to be in good shape. That when you perform on a given night, how exhausting it is, and therefore you need to be doing cardio. Like you need to keep yourself in shape to not get winded. In, in giving your all, because if you give your all, I'll tell you an amazing story that happened in our community. This just, just popped into my mind. We have a, a happy minion, a Karbach minion in our, in our shul. And it's, it's been on and off for years. Baruch Hashem, it's back on the great Stewie Wax, others. We have a great, uh, a great Karbach minion. So years ago, there was somebody in the community who had a, who had a massive heart attack. I went to visit him in the shul. Thank God he's okay now. He's well, but it was touch and go. It was, it was a terrible incident. And I went to go visit him and he said to me, Rabbi, he said, the Karbach minion saved my life. I said, wow, like the davening there, the amuna you gained from it, the chevra. Like, what do you mean it saved your life? He said, no, 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 you don't understand. I started coming to Kabach Minyan. Everyone was hopping and bopping and jumping and bouncing. I was terribly out of shape. I couldn't keep up. I couldn't contribute. I couldn't get anything out of it. I felt like a total outsider. So I started to work out. I started to exercise because I wanted to be able to participate in the Kabach Minyan. And the doctors told him, had you not dropped that weight and gotten in shape recently, the heart attack would have for sure taken your life. So the wow. Karbachmanian literally, wow. sa- literally saved his life. So wow. that's an extreme example, but I think it's underappreciated that that musicians, um, you, you have to be in good shape. So it's probably not a coincidence that the Peloton is in the studio. How important is that? How much time has to go into that? A lot more time than it does. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's like an honor. It's, 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 an, it's on and off. I'm, I'm, you know, no excuses. Everyone has a thousand excuses why they exercise, they don't exercise, whatever it is. Um, but I probably do a full body workout at every chasana that I play. Like, I'm not joking because for five, six hours, you're on your feet, you're running around. And the amount of energy that goes into a 45 minute dance and I, I mean you've seen me in chasanas i'm not just standing there by the mic you know whatever it is there is a whole body going go, going into it and 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 there's and i i i i don't use this use it as an excuse but like the re, the reason why i come home and i can't move is not because of like 
again, everyone works, everyone works hard, whatever it is, but, but there is a tremendous amount of physical, you know, and of course I would like to be in better shape than I am and, and, and all that stuff. But I do look at the work that I do as like, thank God, if I didn't have that, like I would have, I would have <laughs> probably need the bike a lot more, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, but you know how it is. You try to find time and then you do, you don't, you know, you back and forth. Um, but again, thank God for the high energy events. Like it's, it's. They keep you going. I mean, but I'm also exhausted. Like I played a wedding in Chicago last night and, you know, <laughs> the wedding was from three to eight, eight thirty, something like that. But it was, it was, it was a geschmack wedding. It was challenging just because it's out of town and you have a lot more on your head and you, you I flew seven guys out with me. So like, I'm really like the band leader, the singer, the, the, the stage manager, the coordinator, like, and I'm happy to do it. Thank God I'm, I'm able to do it. And so, I, but I was talking, looking forward and the wedding was in a hotel where we were staying, which is a Kiddush. It's always like, you know, we go to this hotel, that hotel, this hall. But and I, I had in mind like 8.30, like nine o'clock, I'll be able to go upstairs and just like, maybe go to sleep at 10 o'clock like a normal human being for once in you know six months i get a call at nine o'clock 9 p.m i take i took a shower my shower i was like ah it's so early it's geschmack i get a call hey todd i heard you're in chicago tonight i'm, I'm arranging a kumzitz you guys you know <laughs> I was like, come on and come out to my house and this and that and i looked at Hashem, i was like Shem, I know you want me to take care of my family. I know you want me to bring Parnassa home. And I know it's very important. And I thank you for the opportunity. But please, you know, like help me out. Like I ended up doing it because, you know, it made sense. He made, you know, he made a good offer and I accepted. I, it wasn't just because of the money. I, I, I went because I, I, I felt like it was, it was the right thing. But I ended up going to sleep at 2 or 3 in the morning. I got up like at 6 and, and I came, I crashed. Like I, I came home and like, I went to, I took my kids out and this, and I, you know, I came home and I crashed from like 5.30 to 7. So who knows how late I'm going to be up tonight because of that terrible afternoon nap. But, but it's, it's, uh, you got to stay in shape. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm doing my best. You're working out most nights. Yeah. You don't, you don't get yeah. done. Definitely getting a better <laughs> workout. What, what would you, I know you have a master's in counseling from Johns Hopkins. So you, you wanted to go into something that would be helping people. If, if you didn't, breakthrough in music if this weren't what you did would, would that be it would, would you be in counseling listen my father you know Hashem, and my best friend John, he took me he told me when i was maybe 17 18 when he, he i mean i was singing since i'm a little kid and playing music and everything but he said he, he himself is a, is a great chazan a great teacher and he said Eitan, whatever you do don't be a musician <laughs> that was the that was the answer. That and ask for cash. The, 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 those were the two the two answers. No, but um, he he pushed me to get a degree because you know he he you know he saw the music scene you know from his perspective and it's not easy and and not, and not everybody quote unquote makes it and able to be mufarnas you know and and I was learning in yeshiva in, uh, in Silver Spring, whatever, Lopiansky. I learned there for six years. I was there. And and after I got married, I started a program. I, used to, I, I the first year, the first year I was I was learning full time, I think. And then second year, I used to do, go a couple of times to college at night. And then 
that I did an internship and I got yeah, I got a master's degree. And that 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 was the plan of having some type of profession. It always interested me and and but the music kind of you know Rabbi Phil Rabbi Phil is the one to blame for this because he hired me right out of uh, out of my my, my marriage uh, you know out, out of uh, you know maybe the first year I was married. Um, I started. I started working. I started not not a lot. I still was, you know, my my my. I was balancing my cola paycheck with my wife's, you know, work and keeping it some some, you know, you know, making twenty five thirty thousand dollars a year just to you know to live, you know, at Sina and doing. When I would get a gig, I would go to New York, so excited, come home with a little bit of money and this and that, and, and we lived married in Silver Spring for four years. Um, before we made the move to New York, because that's where most of the of the work ended up being. Um, but I never really had a chance to do it because the music like started picking up pretty much right away, and I kind of I'm not gonna say I lost interest in it, but I, you know I, I I found interest you know elsewhere. So you went a different direction, Rabbi Brody. I know what you want to ask, so you ask it. If not, I'll ask it for you. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not sure. I know what you want. To you want to know. You want to yeah. know who are of Eitan's musical influences. Of course, I do. Who Who are his influences? And you also want to know. I'm going to guess that you know, Ravetan. You spoke about, and and I know you've spoken elsewhere about this, and and feel strongly. And I happen to agree with you. So it really resonates with me about emistica Jewish music and some of the influences that have seeped into the Jewish music scene that aren't aren't so great. On the other hand, do you believe that there is any redeeming value in non-Jewish music? Is there any non-Jewish music of your youth? Our mutual Rebbe, you know, Rav Weinberger, sometimes with Eric Ramiza, sometimes more explicitly, will invoke a, a lyric uh, or, or a reference because there's something redeeming. There is something. There was some Chachma Begayim Tam and there was some wisdom in, in a non-Jewish music. So who are, your, who are your musical influences of the past or even maybe still of the present? And is it exclusively Jewish music influences, or is there any redeeming value? Is there anyone of uh, of old uh, outside of the Jewish music scene? Rabbi Brody, right? That was your question. I'm just telling you, I love that question. That's one of those questions I wanted to ask. I wasn't sure if I'm allowed to ask it, so I'm happy you brought it up. <laughs> You're allowed to ask whatever you want. Uh, I love it. I mean, <clears throat> you asked a couple of questions in one, and it's it's some are a lot more complicated. Uh, than than others. I, I I didn't grow up in a home that had like like a emphasis on non-Jewish music. Like I didn't grow up. In, I, I, my father, my father again, he's a musician and he sings and beautiful music and and like I really grew up. My childhood was Avram Fried, Miami Boys Choir, and and Vegas. Like those were like that, that was pretty much what I grew up with. When I when I started playing guitar, which was much later when I was I grew, I grew up half in Israel half in America, um, but I did my high school years in Los Angeles, and you know I listened I, I was I was very like you know like <laughs> I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this like. If you if you listen to like Led Zeppelin and aren't blown away by the musical ability and the musical thing, uh, well, second, there's, it's Aleph and Bass. There's, there's two parts to the statement, so you can't you know don't tune out for you for your debate, <laughs> right? If you're not completely just like overtaken and just blown away by like the the the, the creativity, like 
as a musician, it's like, how did they come up? Forget how they played it, that's skill. But how do you come up with these things? How do you, you know, and the base of that is, is that the Rishayim Gemurim. <laughs> like complete Rishayim. Like, and that's not up for debate. That's like a fact. Like, like complete Rishayim. Like, like, so, 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 so what do you do with that? Right? What do you do with that? <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that to you. No, I'm joking. But like, it's, 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 it's not, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy. I don't need, like, like, like my son, I'm going through this right now. My son, Hara, like he's, he, he's, he's, he's a drummer. He's, he's young, but I see in him, he has, he, he has, it. he has a certain thing. What, I'm going to start playing for him, like the great drummers of yesteryear? Like, like, no. Like I'm, I'm. Not, if that happens in his path, fine. But as chinuch wise, like, like, like that's. It, there's too much of the of the of of a very very heavy goyisha, you know, energy. Now again, I didn't listen to John Denver growing up. You know, I didn't listen to to, to the other. You know, you know quote unquote, you know, monogamy, you know, more of like the sweet and gentle and pure and all that stuff. And, you know, but I, I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say this, but like, I used to listen to Dave Matthews band a lot when I was in like late high school. And, and, and I, I can't escape the truth that a lot of my guitar skills, I mimicked, I, I, I used to study his work. Right. But then like, I listened to one, I listened to lyrics. And and once 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 I'm saying once you're once you see Amos and once you once you see Kedusha, it's like everything else just like falls apart. Can I get that? You know, and and can I say that a, like you know a lot of my you know you're never gonna hear like it explicitly, but yeah, my ability to move around the guitar neck and to play lead and to this and to come up with cool, it's definitely influenced. But you know, there's it has to stay exactly what it is. You know, good good guitar work. You know, like with Goetia music. So okay, so let's take out if if you'll agree with me that if there's pretzels in it, if there's if there's you know drug mentioning and 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 frivolous lifestyles, it doesn't matter. It's us or put it away. That's that's for sure. So what about everything else, right? So everything else now is about this much, right? right? So, so what do you do with that? I have this. I have this wild. I don't even know if I should share this with you. I probably should because I said I don't know if I should share it with you, right? Now, <laughs> right now you have to. Because it kind of ties into the to your other question about the influences of, in, in current Jewish music. I'm really, really not into what's going on right now in the Jewish music scene. You know, like, and this is not coming from a place of kanos. This is not coming from a place of like, Baruch Hashem, Hashem has shown me the chesed that I have a place in Jewish music and I have my niche and I have my parnasa and Leon Hara and I should be able to continue doing so. So this is not coming out of anywhere other than my honest feelings. Like I, do, I really, 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 have a hard time with it. I have a hard time with just just the just just it's so parts, you know? It's so it's so it's so open to whatever and it's all 
like the stamp of kashras is, oh, I'm singing Jewish music and it's better than that. It's better than them listening to rap music and uh, listening to hip hop and listening to, you know, whatever Goyashi music is out there. What would you say? What what's bothering you? Is it the beat? Is it the rhythm? Is it the lyrics? Is it imitating something? Can we, can we put our finger on the what it is? It's it's, it's the emptiness. Hmm. It's the it's it's the emptiness of it. It's the first of all, you know. <clears throat> obviously, I'm not gonna. I'm not thinking about anybody specific, and I would never say anything, you know, specific, you know. But like, there's different levels. There's there's the absolute like pop. And I'm just like, I'm just shocked at how far it's gone and how like, like, again, I'm not like a Kanai, but like, I just like, I'm curious, like, Rabbanim come out every day and say what they think about everything. Like, but certain, certain things have happened that like, oh, it looks from, and it's Jewish lyrics. And, and again, and maybe, and maybe again, I'm not a rav. I'm a community. I don't know what it's like. The challenges. I'm sure, Rabbi, you have calls every single day from parents and from teachers and all that stuff. And and I really mean it. That like, like maybe Taka, this is Ratzon Hashem that there should be something that like looks really, really, really goyish, but keeps them just a little bit connected. Zeder, I don't know. My chinuch was, and my chinuch is, is that. The worst thing, worse than bad, is mediocre. Right. Because when you're bad, at least you can like wake up one day and like you know come back. But if it's mediocre, you're gonna stay mediocre forever, And I just believe it's like it's just so. And 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 then you have like like all the way like missing even even the chasidish about it looks so. Like weddings have turned into a club scene, and we don't even right. and, and and we don't like what. Like, like, how did that happen? Right. And that's coming from the place of also saying, like, I've, I've tasted the MS. I've seen what it's like to to have the same beat. It's not the beat. It's not the beat. Every beat. Oh yeah, they're heavier beats, slower. But, but like, where are you coming from? Like, I'll say, you, I, yeah. It's, it, can I just tell you something? It's not just Jewish music. Music has gotten empty in the last twenty-five years. There's a lot of emptiness. People don't feel it. It's, and again, I'm not giving any plugs for secular music, but I'm just saying it's not the same. Oh, no, 100%, it's coming from 100%, everywhere. A hundred percent. I just, I wonder to myself, and this is wondering, this isn't, I'm not, and, I, and I want, I want anybody who's listening to this, my email is atomcats.gmail.com. I don't hide myself. You can email me, tell me I'm wrong. I just, I wonder if, we didn't give enough room for the create for the kosher non-Jewish music not to play a role. Don't get me wrong, not to play a role, but just to have it there as not like Tame also right away. And I know it's Gaish. I know it's Gaish. I know it doesn't come close to anything that I involve myself in the English guides. I wonder if our need to to secularize Jewish music so heavily wouldn't be so strong right. if we didn't like puzzle, you know, the non-Jewish music as strongly. And again, unfortunately, nowadays for sure, like, like Rabbi Brody said, like 90% of it is usher because of of Dvaramas Chamurim Admeot. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like Isurim Chamurim Admeot, which you, there's no Pesach for any of this conversation to happen. But but you know, I, I, when I was in high school 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago now, 
the rabbis were mamish like against you against non-jewish music and they were and they were right they were right it's, it's, it's a culture it's this that fine i don't think nowadays our issue is non-jewish music our issues are <laughs> is jewish music like our issues are what do our chasanas look like how are the how are boys that, that are bnei tire that are that, that look like bnei tire that they that they learn all day and the girls that are tzinius? How do they dance to such? Like I'm not even talking about prost, whatever this. Aren't we striving for something greater? Aren't we like you know like? And I just I don't know. I'm I'm not. I just think something something has to be done. This you know, wow. the concerts that are that are going on, the events that are happening, and everything is so like. It's like there's no, you know, there's no such thing as cheesy ruchnius. You know what I'm saying? Like ruchnius is is always like, like we have in the shaman. Ruchnius is ruchnius. Like I just, it's uh, it's something that I. It's something that It's a challenge. I happen to be talking to you about this, and you asked me a question. That's what I'm saying. You know, Rav Weinberger told me very, very, and I speak to him all the time about this. Like, like, the he said the best thing that and he's also he's he's like disgusted beyond disgusted with with, with what, and he's much more vocal than I am when it comes to this. But he said your tafkid is to be poil or to to bring light and to show people what the MS is without telling them what the shaker is. So this conversation, just because you asked me, I don't go around with like a megaphone, you know, like you know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't talk down about other other performers other musicians you asked me so i'm just sharing what's on my heart and about you know music nourishes the soul it's not passive entertainment it's not like elevator music it's not in the background what we're listening to in the car and at home it's being imbibed right into our neshama downloaded right into our neshama so there's a healthy debate to be had like you pointed out and you could come out on, on different sides of it but minimally everybody should be thoughtful about it right what's what's the tone What's the beat? What are the lyrics? And just because something has Hebrew writing on it, or there's right. a or there's a person who looks religious behind it, doesn't mean that it's a positive influence. And and we just have to be thoughtful and mindful and, and discriminating in in what we do and what we allow because it's going right into our children and our neshamas is being downloaded right there. It's like some passive thing. Just like we're we're careful about the images that come into our home. So music are the sounds that come into our home that we also have to be thoughtful of. I mean, my 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 chinuch in Jewish music in the, the, the beginning it evolved over time, but you know, you know, Shlomo Karabach's music. It wasn't just like it's good songs, it's good material. I really remembering at a very young age, like when I was fourteen, maybe even younger, thirteen or fourteen years old, listening and hearing. Wow, something else happening here. There's something going on over here, that is. It's it's incredible. And the more and more you listen, and then you, and 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 to be honest, like the, the, this goes to speak. It, it's it's a bigger conversation. It's it's the same. You know, if if you know the, the type of Tyra that you're zayicha to learn, the type of rebbeim that you have, like the type of like who are the heart surgeons, you know, in your in in, in your siviva. You know, what I'm saying who's who's what. What's the Yiddishkeit atmosphere? Forget music, and then music it, it, it comes along with it. Also, you know, like so, like you know, for 20 years I've been I've been you know, like I said, with you know, Rav Weinberger was my Rebbe in the beginning, even now, but like in the beginning, just like developing my sensitivities and 
and just in general, and, and, and my time in yeshiva with, with, with Robiansky, and, and just like, just, just really, you know, be, be aware that, like you said, like everything, everything has an effect on you. You know, it's your, it's your choice to choose what has an effect, you know, you know where, and, but, but everything's going to have, going to have an effect on you. And, and I, I always tell people my, my music and my, my performances and my energy is only as good as the learning is during that time. Like there, there have been yeah. times where I've been so chazak and learning and steiging and, and there have been times where the schedule takes over, life takes over, and you're, 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 not, you're not learning as much. And the quality isn't as much and the quantity isn't as much. And the biggest bracha is that you feel it. You feel the difference in your life. You feel that the, the, the weddings are, you don't have as much energy and the concerts, you're, you feel like you're just doing it again. And then when you go, I'm, we're talking about basic Gemara Rashi Tashis, you know, like learning, like, like, which is, like, I don't believe there's any, there's, I mean, it, it, there, there is a difference between Musa, Hasidus, and Halacha. That, that's, it's all one, you know, you can learn Gemara, you know, in, in Nazir about the, 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 the most, not Shaykh, you know, to our daily life and and it has like ah, like the light of Hashem is in your life you know and Ramela everything else becomes brighter it's, uh, for sure yeah, for sure important. you know the, the Tzadashav of Rav Weinberger of Lopiansky they're, they're living on the same planet as us but they're living in another world like the depth and the profundity and it's so not superficial and and maybe that's also a good word to use about a lot of the music like there's music that's deep and there's music that's superficial and the personalities that you spoke about you know there are people who even know a belt of torah but it feels superficial and there's people that it's it's deep and they're there's there's just their perception their understanding their their presence their mindfulness it's altogether different you, you've been amazing with time i know it's getting it's getting late i want to do a little bit of a lightning round talk a little yum and rhyme we're in elo we're entering that season so maybe a, a little sort of a lightning round to help us understand first of all do you use your own songs when you lead davening on yum and rhyme i only use the ones that other people use also <laughs> okay good, good so the most popular ones I'm not. I'm not putting on a concert for anybody doing it on the run. You know, halavai. I should be zeichet to to just daven. You know, like. But if if they're nigunim that I know work, and that's not only on the run. Shabbos and Shabbos. You know, any Shabbos of the year. Like, mamish. The last thing I want to do on Shabbos is to teach you one of my nigunim. You know, during daven. I'm not interested in that. Favorite piyot, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. What's the piyot that you look forward to? The countdown that you've marked off in your machzer. Favorite piyot. Uh, you can get me all emotional. <laughs> the tefillah that the Kohen Gadol, you know, says, you know, Shulatapil Isha Prebetina, you know. Like that, 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 that those whole feelings that are so, they're just so sweet and so real and so human and, and just shows the love and the connection between the highest of Israel and like the lowest and everything in between. And, you know, there, you know, like, like that, that piece says, uh, right, um, 
right? Uh, the ivory drachim shouldn't have rain when they're right. going, and there's a thousand pirushim in depth. I'm like, no, 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 just keep it pashat shat. Keep, we want good for the Jews. We want good for the Yidin. You know, I, obviously, like, you know, I grew up listening, hearing my father's in the Sanatoik, it still like, gives me, like, you know, chills, you know, and, and the Nagunim that I've chosen to use are extremely, you know, like I, I, I don't know. I, in Lubavitch, they would kill me for doing this, but you know, I do, I do the Alter Rebbe's Nigan for the Shefer Godel Yitaka. You know, Yuve Shavai Fa'ar Yovadai Yiyitavavaka. It's like it's getting the chills now, but like it's, it's like those are those are the obvious ones, but the ones that are like behind the scenes, behind the bima, you know, just the you know, just Kaisra wants good, you know. Beautiful. Certain parts of Davani that are off limits to use a tune for. We had a big controversy in Boca several years ago. A chazan wanted to, did use the nigan for Lakel or Din. And, and other people rebelled. Like certain parts of Davani is Nusach, not a nigan. So are there parts of Davani that have to be Nusach? You can't use a nigan. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, like, 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 like the places where Claudius Rowe has done Nasach, you know, I think it has come up in recent years because Achilah Akel is one of the most gorgeous Nigonim in the world, and it's also the Nasach is, I mean. It, it's and I, and I, I, I for a couple of years I never did the nigan for Chilokel because I thought it was inappropriate to be honest. Like I didn't want to. Like it's a good nigan to sing. Don't get me wrong, but during davening, you know, excuse the voice. I'm like, I'm like I have nothing right. left right now. But, but, but um. So like one year I did it the first day and I didn't do it the second day because I felt bad. I felt. Like I didn't know what to do, but but I, I, I think the rules are are the rules come from the panemius and the respect you have for davening. You know, the, the, if if you have respect for davening, you'll find a way to do to do what you need to do. Like even if it like you know bends the conventional rules and everything, but like like no one's gonna sing a niggin for you know, you know the first brach of Shmonesra. And if they do, like throw them out of shul right away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's exactly. no shaykh. Exactly. But, we, gotta uh, protect it. we gotta protect and preserve the nusach too. Yeah. What what's your favorite non-Aitan cat's nigan? Oh, that's not fair. Or or favorite non-Aitan cat's song? I'm a, I'm 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 a, I'm I, I I I know this sounds like oh it's expected, but people don't realize like like the, the nigunim of of, of Shlomo like are are and probably the ones that people don't sing as much. They, they, st- I can't escape it. You know, they stir up in me such emotion. Hmm. I, the, and the other day, I was, I had a wedding in Baltimore, and I was driving with with, with my friend who's Lubavitcher, which I was pretty surprised that he was so fluent in this. We listened for two hours. We listened to old Miami Boys choir tapes, hmm. and 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 we listened, you know, like, just like, and it was so beautiful it was so good i had such such a good good energy um 
you know, that's another thing we should talk about one day, you know, make Jewish children sing the way they should be singing again. You know, like you listen to the Tamimus kites, you know, of these right. of these songs and these, and now it's all about like what kind of dance moves they do on stage. And it's like, no, it's, corrupt yourself. Don't corrupt the kids, you know, let them like, you know, be, be. okay, whatever. So that's for next episode. Um, so is there yeah. a song, is, is there a particular Shlomo Nigan that jumps out of you? I mean, Animamin is always going to be to me like the only Animamin I ever want to sing. Animamin, Animamin. It's like it's just there's no room for anything anything else. There's that one. I don't know if people know that one so much, but it's like sure. uh, we have so much, you know. Rav Shlomo, he, he, the, 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 there's a tape of him, and the, 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 the recording of him screaming out. He's like, we don't need their music. We don't need their music. Like, we have our Nikon, we have our music. That's like when I think about it, I get so, I get, it's, it's true. That's, it's honestly. F- favorite Eitan Cat song? Mm. My daughter asked me the same question today. She prepped you. Exactly. We had her, we had her prepared. She asked last me a night, bunch of random night. questions today, right? <laughs> last night, last night by the Chopa, the Chassan asked me this thing, a nigan that's, you know, on the album, the, the only problem with Lamancha is that it kind of like took away from all the other beautiful niganim on that album. It was like my first solo album that I, that I put out. But there's a nigan, uh, Le'olam. Le'olam. It's like I don't know that Adon Olam on that album is like is very is very very special and yeah I mean it sounds cheesy but like you asked me which one of my children do I love the most you know but I really I really do like feel that way you know about about them but you know there are ones that yeah is there a song is there a song that's come out that you say I wish that was mine that touches me in a way that one of mine Yigunim would. I wish that was my do 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 people ever offer I know in the music industry people don't always appreciate this you know we've spoken to other other Jewish musicians about this that that songs are bought and sold meaning we associate a certain song as being that musicians but they didn't compose it they bought the right to that song so do people try to buy Eitan Cat songs that you've composed or it's totally separated out yours are yours theirs are theirs I don't I, I, I get emails every week like every week from people that are looking to buy songs, looking to sell songs, mostly people looking to sell songs. And I, re- I appreciate it. People like look at me and they, you know, they, 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 they want me to give my, my haskama, you know, to, to, to them. And, and they want me to sing it. I, I really barely record other people's music. You know, and I don't, and I, so you're I, never, I should stop sending them to you. <laughs> yeah. I, well, people send it. I, I always respond. And I always listen at least a little bit and just to be, you know, just to make sure that like I'm giving everybody the right respect. And, it, you know, so, some things are a little bit more interesting than, <laughs> than, than, than others. Um, but, uh, yeah, when, when, when I hear a good nigun, I don't know if this is because, I don't know if this is because Baruch Hashem Ben Har, I've had, I, I've had my own nigunim that I've been successful and popular, but I don't, I don't think that way. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think like, oh, I wish I did. Yeah, I, it doesn't hit you that way. You no. sit down when when you, when a nigga hits you, or you sit down to compose it. I'm sure people ask you that all the time. You come into this room, you get off the peloton, you sit at the, you take out the guitar, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna work on a nigga now. Creativity on demand, 
or it's more, you know, all of a sudden out of nowhere, you humming, you something comes along and, oh, I have a new niggin. I never sit down to write a niggin. I never sit down, okay, I'm going to write a niggin right now. So I pick up my guitar and I strum and I allow myself to explore, you know, what's coming out. Yeah. Meaning I do that like knowing that's going to happen. Yeah. But, but most of the time it's just me, you know, it just, it just happens to be honest. It just, it's, it's a certain spontaneous, but like, you know, the other night I picked up my guitar, the dafka just to strum. And then I just started singing like, I, but it wasn't, uh, wasn't wasn't forced. Never force it out. If you, if you find yourself forcing, stop, you know, and and, and continue continue a different time. You have a, a favorite Shlomo Katz nigan? Favorite favorite Shlomo Katz song? My brother has so many good nigunim. Ah, so many good nigunim. I, I he has a nigan that he composed in honor of Shlomo's Yerzeit once, hmm. which I think is, and he has an animamin also, which is like really really beautiful. And he has a lot of nigunim that. Like he's very busy in Artisro and the Frat and the Shul. He doesn't he doesn't put out as much of his own music as, as he has time to. So but I but I know a lot of them because you know I just know and he has he has so many. He's he's Hashem. He's awesome. <laughs> what a wellspring. The the cat's family, what a wellspring. It's really uh it's really, really amazing. It's such a beautiful thing. We're we're super grateful for your time. This has been a really eye-opening conversation. So much to think about, so much to challenge us with. Um, you have music dropping, new music coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have a, I have a new, uh, a new nigga. Well, the, the big news is is that Live in Jerusalem three is happening this Sukkot in Israel. Sukkot, I said that Sukkot. Um, <clears throat> it's gonna be like I'm I'm so excited. I mean, tickets are already like selling like a lot, and and I'm I'm really really looking forward to it. The, the, the the bigger news of that is that I'm investing in making it uh you know we 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 video the night professionally with you know multi cameras and to put and the original thought was to put out you know like clips of it and put out but we're gonna we're gonna set up a, a live stream access for all the in and around around the world to be able to watch it you know pay a little amount for ticket to, 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 to purchase the, the the ticket to go in but but I'm thinking like how nice would it be? You're sitting in Boca in the beautiful, what, 120 degree weather, you know, over, <laughs> over Sukkot, but sitting in the Sukkot at 2.30 p.m. with your family, you know, like you know, everyone does what they do at night, fine, Seder, but like some but a nice schmaka brunch, lunch, you know, together, put some nice speakers on and, and watch it, watch it we're live. In. So that's, We're in. <laughs> thank you. That's exciting. Break so so tomorrow, tomorrow or today, I don't know, I don't know when this episode is coming out, but, uh, um, a new niggin is coming out. It's Wednesday. It's, it's, can you uh, can you give us any preview? Any preview? Oh baby, <laughs> here we go. Oh, oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it out of the guitar because I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for this one. 
Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. I'm releasing it as part of like the excitement for the, the live in Jerusalem concert. So super excited. Yeah. Everybody's gonna check it out. Eitan, nobody we'd rather celebrate our hundredth episode with. Thank you so much for giving us so much time, giving us so Thank much to think about. I'm not how long you've been the rub there, but it's it's a shame with the Ferris, you know, the, the, the good the spiritual energy and the ruchness that's coming out of Boca. The Chlaus Boca has become the capital of, of the year in, in America. And it's not only the weather, it's not only the lifestyle, it's it's the fact that there's, you it's know, not only the lotses. <laughs> there's Baruch Hashem. So Hashem should give you much strength to continue your voice of and Amen. you should only be back to spend, spend uh, time Amazing. together. We can't wait to all be live permanently in Yerushalayim, Amir Tzashem, together, together singing his songs. Thank you so much. Thank you. Rabbi Josh Brody, okay. what a conversation. Eitan Katz, extraordinaire. Got a little preview of the new niggin that came out. Um, inspiring conversation, thought-provoking conversation, a little controversial even conversation. Uh, I was getting texts, my phone lighting up as he was oh, talking really? about the impact of non-Jewish music on Jewish music. Some of the clubbing and the singing. And, what were people uh, saying? Are they agreeing or they're disagreeing? It was, it was actually both sides. You know, some people were texting me and saying, uh, he's 100% right. It's gotten out of control. You know, how did this seep in? And others people say, is this really our biggest problem? You know, if kids want to hear that beat and that rhythm, they want to dance like that. Isn't it better to be doing it to Jewish music, Jewish lyrics? And I, I can hear both sides. You know, I think it's something we should be conscious of and mindful of and thoughtful of but um you know but i, I can hear both sides that it's interesting but he definitely felt very strongly he might be one of the last one of the fewest who are out there who are really composing his own nigunim singing those nigunim who do not have that beat that pop that hip-hop you know his weddings are labor like if you've been on the dance floor it's wild but doesn't have the club atmosphere i don't know if he's the only i don't know if he's one of the last but there's a lot to think about there a lot to unpack there yeah, I love how you spoke about that. You know, you can sing a niggin forever. You know, people get bored sometimes of songs. I'm gonna try to get into that. I haven't. It's been a while since I. Yeah. Took a look at. Yeah, I even put on one of one of his songs on the way to way to school with the kids this morning. The one we were singing at Morty's house the other night. It's just um, it's catchy. It's great. You know? It is the, the power of a niggin is that you're not constrained or distracted by the words. It's just a right. niggin. It's a rhythm. It just right. moves you, and it's also a loop. Right, it just it just keeps going. There's no clear or natural end. So when there are words, you're distracted. You're thinking about. You want to get them right. You want to hear them right. And when it's just a tune, you're just singing the nigga in a tune, so you can get lost in it much more. Yeah, different nigunim at different times. You know, I, I didn't mention in the conversation with him, but we know the power of music at Boca Raton Synagogue. Uh, we were inspired, actually, one of the great the ideas of, of Dan Katz, but we put speakers outside and inside. That's when right. you walk on the Bokerton Synagogue campus, if it's not Shabbos or Yontif, if it's not the three weeks or Sphira, there's music playing. Yeah. And at first, whenever free people first encounter it, it's a little cynical, like it's a shul. Why, why is there music? And then always within a couple minutes, they're like, that was great. You know, I walked into Davin and that really impacted me. Maybe I'm down, maybe yeah, I'm distracted. Maybe that's the mood. Sleep. It really does. That's the mood. Sets yeah, the mood. So, I love it. We've got it outside. We've got it in the lobby. And you walk on the campus and you hear music. Got Yochevit's great playlist. She's got an amazing Apple Music playlist. Many people, I don't know, for the right donation to the BRS Global, we should give the link to the playlist. 
She's got a great playlist that plays at BRS, plays in our house all the time, 24-6. Got music indoors, outdoors. Just, music is enormous. Yeah. It's big. I don't think a lot of people feel the uh, power of music, you know, the value. It does It does so much. It inspires. I can't go anywhere. I mean, the one thing you were, you guys were talking about, I, I didn't jump in at this one point, but talking about, you know, listening to music and, 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 you know, what you do when you're listening and what you, what you hear. I hear music in my head. I have a playlist going on 24 seven. There's always right. a song going on. Well, you're, you're very I musical and you always are listening to music. I don't know if I ever showed on Bind the Beam before, but I know when Rabbi Brody is in a meeting or we're sitting there somewhere and he's tuned out because all of a sudden he's a drummer and all of a sudden uh, on the table, on his chair, with his with his yeah, feet with his fingers. So what do I do? I always do this to you. In the middle of a what meeting, song? it could be we're at a sheer. I turn to you, what I go, song is it? I go, what I go, what song? And you always answer me right away because you're playing an actual song. And playing it in real time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it a playlist in your head. Yeah. Wow. So it was good. It was great. It's great seeing great Aton Katz. Yeah. Great seeing Rabbi Moskowitz. Amazing. Let me just share a few more. We got a lot of people yeah. who weighed in. The 100th episode we're celebrating. We're going to wind it down. Yankee Schwartz, an ardent listener to the podcast, having missed just two of the earlier episodes, many stand out. If I had to choose one, he writes the interview with Judge Rookie Fryer. Wow, mm. second Judge Fryer of the night. First that I recall standing out as an exceptional episode, her ability to articulate stated positions with a plum. Interesting, great use of a plum. Was enlightening mm. and refreshing. Her life achievements are admirable, and, and the adulation of fanfare she has garnered are well-deserved. To me, however, if there's one thing I'd sing out the podcast, it would be Rabbi Goldberg's signature closing remarks, stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy. Aside from the Torah command of Kedushim to you, it, rare, it is rare to consistently receive constructive admonishment to stay holy, if ever at all. That message rings in my mind often as a reminder. Everything I do throughout the day, no matter how much mundane it may appear, should be invested with Kedusha work, would be viewed as voted Kodesh, choosing to be Yashar in what we do, permeate with Kedusha. It may be viewed as rote and often not given That subtle message is powerful. Your number one fan. Wow. Number wow. one fan, Yankee Schwartz. Where did Thank that you, come Yankee. from? Do you remember where when you started doing that? No, it was it was in Corona. I was just thinking about stay healthy. Everybody want to be healthy. Right. Stay happy. People are struggling to stay happy, and I don't know, stay holy. That's that's what we're meant to be. Kedushim to you. So did you write holy. it down the next week so you should remember the order? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, did? not the order, not no. the order. But I did. Write, I, don't know, I don't even know if I'm consistent with the order. No. Naomi Gross, I've been a fan from almost the beginning. I'm honored of Shai Schechter's WhatsApp group. He forwarded the episode of BTB. He was a guest. I look forward to watching it live most weeks. So many wonderful episodes. Hard to pick favorite one. Looking forward to episode 100. Hatzlacha. Bonnie hmm. Weiner, a member of our shul. So many. The one I enjoyed the most were the one with the wives, mothers, and the episode with Yocheved. Big shout out. You mentioned the mothers. The moms was a great episode. Also have to thank our wives who allow us on Wednesday nights to work around behind the bima. And Yocheved has been a guest host several Christ. times now. Every She'll time she's on, I get a flurry of feedback that says she's got to do it more often. But she's shy and she doesn't think she adds and she's not sure she wants to be on. And I always tell her, what are you talking about? People love Keep you. Keep the feedback coming. <laughs> Keep the feedback coming. Keep the pressure on your chavid. Exactly. We want to hear it. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I want. It's the 100th episode. I don't know. Maybe it'll be 200, 300, 500. I want to do a Kids of Rabbis episode. Your kids are a little older. My kids are adults. I got three married. I want to get my kids, your kids on. I don't think the world hears from children of rabbis. Not not trying to see them as victims or get sympathy. It's just interesting. Go behind the beam with children. What that's like. I don't know what that's like. I'm a rabbi. I would, I would love to I've hear what they been, have I've to say. I've never been the child of a rabbi. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So uh, that was Bonnie Weinreb. She loved Yocheved, the wives, and the moms. That was great. Howard J. Meyer, Beryl Wine, Ellie Hausner, 
The episode with Alana Twig was my favorite. I told a few of my friends to listen to the episode as well. One sent me a flyer. She was going to be the five towns for Nishay Karen Ashvias. I said, let's go. We soon realized it would be a Tuesday morning. So let's see if she comes to us. Temps that she was able to squeeze us in. We raised $9,000 for Nishay Karen Ashvias. Wow. So someone watched behind the Bima and then connected with her and then raised almost $10,000 for Nishay Karen Ashvias. That's amazing. Without behind the Bima, we would not have known about the mitzvah. Thank you for giving us the opportunity. Okay, Dory Goldman, Hillel Fold, my favorite. We got a lot of positive feedback from Hillel Fold. Hillel was great. A lot of food for thought. We got uh, Yitzchak Isaac Friedman. When uh... <laughs> what happened? What do you say? <laughs> my favorite... Oh no! <laughs> my favorite behind the beam. I, I clearly didn't read this yeah. beforehand. My favorite behind the beam moment is when Rabbi Goldberg was thrown off the stream and Rabbi Moskowitz filibustered the ending, but then Rabbi Goldberg came back to end it right. Nice. My other favorite moment was when Nissan Black's kids entered in the middle of the interview. Nice. Favorite guest tied between Mayor Kay and the disco rabbi. Both didn't have the easiest lives. Are using it to their advantage. Inspiring that was people. A great interview. The favorite episode, rabbi. hands down, the moms episode. The moms talk about their kids. Did my mom and, send that uh, one in? <laughs> yeah, it was cool to hear Rabbi Moskowitz played the violin. Rabbi Gold played the clarinet. It was the opposite. Moskowitz was clarinet. I was the violin. Anyway. He writes, I played guitar and drums like Rabbi Brody does. There nice. Stephanie Gross says Rabbi Machlis. It was thanks to her we had Rabbi Machlis. Moshe Leib Stewart says Rabbi Moshe Weinberger, Moshe Kutlarski, Avram Fried come to mind. And uh, Anonymous. Anonymous writes, top guests. Ready? Yeah. Countdown. Judge Ruchi Fryer, Avram Fried, Rebenja Levine, Saul Blinkoff, Bidi Deutsch, followed closely by Rabbi Machlis, Rabbi Yisrael Kamenetsky, and Lori Polotnik. Lisa hmm. Weber, big fan from Pomona, Muncie, New York close friend of the Minsky's. I really enjoyed meeting your mothers. Just one of my favorite being. Isn't that interesting? Could we just pause for a moment? We had on like, again, huge rabbis, women prime ministers, leaders, prime minister, chief rabbi, billionaires, New CEO, York Yankees, judges. And right. And, and how many people have written love the episode with the moms? Yeah. Shout out to the moms. Go moms. Time to bring them back. Unbelievable. Susan Pollock. I didn't see them all. I think Dara Horn was quite impressive. I really enjoyed the program. Liz Michelle, Mazel Tov on 100. She writes, my personal favorite. She enjoyed Moshe Francesa. I remember when he came on and uh, liked when I co-hosted with Benjamin Michelle. She enjoyed that. And she liked uh, Len Schleifer, CEO of Regeneron, and Rav YY as well. Those are what stood out in her mind. There are others. We've got comments live tonight. Our mm. good friend, Lenny Friedman. He writes, my favorite episode with two. When I got a shout out, <laughs> we love Lenny Friedman. He deserves that shout outs every week. He's great. And uh, Chef Gersh, always an avid listener who uh, mentioned that Ramir Shapiro is a close relative, followed Chef Gersh, followed closely by another avid listener, Sarah Newcomb, who writes, We love the Moskowitzes. Sarah Newcomb, Joey Newcomb's mom, soon to be a resident of Bochum. Maybe we'll get Joey on soon. And uh, look, all the uh, comments come in, some of them are even in English. Um, amazing. Really beautiful. So, we thank all of you for joining us tonight. A little longer episode as we've celebrated 100. 100, Brody. Triple digits. Maya. 100. Maya. 100. 100. <laughs> Don't say, Mach. Hashem wants 100 episodes. There you go. This is fun. We invite you to listen to our other episodes of Partial Perspectives, Living with the Muna, Sitter Snippets, Turn Friday into Erev Shabbos, 10 Minutes of Meaning. We got a lot of Torah in podcasts. This is the fun one. That's the hobby on the side. Join us for the Torah. Keep listening to the to the uh, fun hobby. Zachary Surlovitz says Rav Machlis was his favorite one. Uh, Dafyomi says Chazak. I don't know who Dafyomi is, but thank you. 
MDY. Uh, Maria Venegas says something in Almayor, uh, something to something Eitan Katz. But I don't hmm. speak uh, I don't speak uh, Spanish. Someone would love to see an episode with Yehuda. I don't know if they know that Yehuda is now a proud member and resident of Bogoraton. Bogoraton Synagogue. That's right. So we got a lot more to celebrate in this hundredth episode. So we'll, we'll get him right we'll, now. Hang on. Let me <laughs> as we go forward, we'll talk which of which of the guests are residents of Boca. Interesting. We'll need our fact checker to come up with some good trivia and lists. If you want to catch up on old episodes, we're referencing all these people. You can go on behindthebeam.org.com and or you could go on YouTube on uh, my page and you can find all the old episodes. You can listen to the podcast on every podcast player. You can find them. They're great. So Rabbi and Brody, thank you. Give, the, give them a big five stars. Yeah. Don't forget. I'm not supposed to say that, but you can. Go ahead. Say it. it. Say five it. stars. It helps us move up the, the rankings so that more people will find the show and then more people will find the Torah that the other rabbis end up teaching. So there's a lot, lot that comes about. 10,000. 10, you know what we didn't mention? We should be so proud of the bomb shelter outside the right. that is painted right. with the behind the beam behind logo. The beam. Bomb shelter behind the beam logo. We don't have an update, but we've, maybe we'll share it next week. After last week's Jonathan Donath, the great Dr. Jonathan Donath, founder of dailygiving.org. You know how many people signed up? You get the email, so you saw the bump. You know, we're, we're very grateful by being able to feature special people. Yep. We've, had, we've had so many heroes of the Jewish people. You know, Joe Gittler and Ellie, I don't want to start naming and leave anyone out, but we've had great heroes. Daily Giving got a bump and there's a bomb shelter outside of Road, and money was raised to help the farmers in Shemitah. And that's what we want people to be attracted to. Not our fun banter, but the guests and their inspiration. So we do appreciate that help and that support. But Brody, you've been part of it since the very beginning. It's amazing. Since you I'm put just, it on on the Facebook. <laughs> I'm just wondering, is that, is that bomb shelter, is, is it like more popular than the other ones? Could be. I wonder. You know, it's it limited be. space in there, but we hope everyone's safe. It could Who be. wants to go to our bomb shelter? It could be. I don't know. So Rabbi Brody, I just <laughs> want to end by thanking you. You've been with us since the beginning. You've been a part of it from the start and in these last few months has been uh, particularly we appreciate. I would say also, this is an interesting trivia. Not only how many, you have more wardrobe changes than a Long Island girl at a Pesach program over the course of Behind the Bima. <laughs> I just thought of that. Yes, I did just think of that right now. But not only do you have more wardrobe changes, yeah. you for sure, you for sure have called into Behind the Bima from more the most bizarre places yeah you were once on the side of a highway you've been an airport (laughs) you've been an airport gate at the gate at an airport you've been like the back of a car i've been like under a car you've been you've you've called in from all over listen you got to do what you got to do and i i I love the show and the only times i had to miss was really just because there was no wi-fi or something it was just literally no way i was on the moon but it's been such a it's been such well, a I will end this. I, I don't know really who Dafiomi they the comments they just named himself Dafiomi and they're right last week my grandmother was very sick in the hospital unfortunately died later in the night and as I sat with her connected to a respirator IV lines and a monitor in between saying Vidoy and Tehillim I listened and watched behind the beam with the guest daily giving and it helped a lot to ease some of the pain so I want to thank you Chazak wow wow, wow thank you Dafiomi we're so sorry for your loss you should find comfort and strength we're really sorry but thank you for sharing that with us it really is inspiring. We, we appreciate that very much. You should find only uh, only comfort. So Rabbi Brody, thanks for coming for this ride. Coffee talk. That's right. And it's not over yet. We're just getting warmed up. Just getting started. The best is yet to come. We actually have some amazing guests coming up. I can't wait. Um, we're, we're excited, waiting for a big confirmation coming up. Uh, before Rosh Hashanah, somebody wants to get a message out to the Jewish community. 
and thinks behind the beam is the way to do it. So we'll see if it happens, doesn't happen, but it will be, uh, it will be, well, if he doesn't make it, I got a big message. I'll, I'll give it. <laughs> You'll get it. So <laughs> whoever doesn't make it. <laughs> thanks for your loyalty and always tuning in. Thank you for all the people who help us. Thank you for our many sponsors over the hundred episodes. So we appreciate it. all that money. People know all that money. It's not that much money to sponsor, but the people who sponsor behind the Bima, it goes to behind, it goes to Bokerts on synagogue. It helps us teach Torah, helps us build community, helps us spread the message. It doesn't go to us. We don't get dinner or lunch out of it, but I want to thank everyone. Thank tonight's sponsors again, mom and dad, mom, you like the most popular episode, mom. Thank you, mom and dad for all that you do and for your generosity and for sponsoring tonight, a big happy anniversary. This episode is so long. It's almost not your anniversary anymore, but a big happy anniversary. You can charge them extra for the extra time. We should, should double, double cost, (laughs) double double episode. (laughs) Thank you to eight time cats. And uh, until next time, until next week, stay happy. Stay healthy, stay holy. We're out. Thank you for listening to Behind the Bima. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next week for another peek behind the Bima.